What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Slightly better week this week for the waiver wire than the previous two, though unfortunately that means we're having to deal with some injuries. Justin Jefferson will be going on the IR with a hamstring injury, so he's going to be out at least four weeks. Uh, Devon Achan, he's expected to miss two to three weeks with a knee injury. Khalil Herbert expected to miss a few weeks with an ankle injury. Anthony Richardson should miss Potentially a month. I think they're looking for like second and third opinions there, but he's going to miss some time. Uh, James Conner just came out. He's expected to miss a few weeks with a knee injury. So a lot of things to deal with there. Miles Sanders is still playing through an injury, so he's not missing time, but he's not playing that great. So a lot of different things, a lot happening at the running back position, and of course, still at wide receiver with Justin Jefferson. Um, so a lot of things go over this week. Off the bat, um, I think the clear number one is Roshan. It's a little bit risky because technically he suffered a concussion last week. Usually it's just a lock. If you suffer a concussion, you're out the next week as well. But it was the Thursday night game, so he's got a little bit more time to recover. We just don't know right now. My guess is that he's cleared, and if that happens... He's the clear top ad on free agency. Uh, he would take over as the lead back. He would get passing down snaps. We'll talk about Foreman in a little bit. Foreman would be activated, so you wouldn't just see Roshan as the feature back. But getting a few targets, getting the majority or at least you know more than half of the early down workload, he'd be someone that we'd be starting fantasy. And whenever there's someone who'd be starting in fantasy on free agency, you obviously have to go after them. So he's worth using a number one claim on, uh, even for the chance that he misses this game, I think. Just because it's a possibility that he could be someone we're using, you have to go after him. Um, after that, I think it's a pretty big drop down at the running back position. We'll go running back first. Um, pretty big drop down to Zach Charbonnet. Um, he's not someone that you can really start right now, but I really, really want us to be rostering him because he's the highest upside handcuff in fantasy. You could argue, actually, the player we'll talk about in a second is just as high upside, but um, I just think he's someone that you really want to be rostering. When Ken Walker is healthy... You can't play him. He's not going to get enough touches. And Ken Walker is a really good running back. Should be their number one. But Charbonnet's been taking a lot more of the passing down snaps. He's been getting more targets. They're also mixing men on the ground more. He's looked really good. They're coming off their bye. You get that nice little uh, post-bye bump for rookies. A little bit more for wide receivers, but all rookies do see a bump post-bye. Not necessarily, you know, oh, the bye just happened. He's the number one running back. But he should have a larger role in the offense after the bye. So, again... Not something you can start right now, but if you're looking for like a high upside piece on your bench, that's what I'd be going after. Uh, if you need production right now, you probably should have picked up Jaleel McLaughlin last week, but if he is still there, I'd go after him. Uh, we don't really know when Javante Williams will return. It's possible Williams does return this week. I would say in his first week back, he probably will not get you know a full snap share. And also, will he ever go back to that? Because let's be honest, like McLaughlin has looked really, really good, and this is in the preseason, this is in camp, this is in any touch he's had in the regular season. He's just looked really good, looked very explosive. He was someone that they wanted to get more touches to, but they kind of felt like they had to play. Williams had to play Pirine, but now with the injuries, forced himself onto the field, and I just don't see how they go back to like not giving him touches. I feel like he's carved out a role for himself. Now, that could be scary for us because if he has, but they still want to use Williams and Pirine when healthy, now we have a three-running back committee, now it's not great. I think there's a chance, though, that maybe when Williams comes back, Williams is the 1A, and then maybe McLaughlin just kind of like, you know, pushes out Pirine for that like 1B spot, but 
think the point is there's a lot of different outcomes here where McLaughlin is someone that you're utilizing, especially in full PPR formats. And so I think he's definitely worth going after. Again, there's an opportunity potentially this week if Williams misses for him to be someone you're starting. Whenever that happens, they should be rostered in all formats. Um, two high upside handcuffs, Spears and Chuba up next. Uh, as we've said for weeks now, Spears is not going to overtake Henry. He's getting a lot of snaps. He's playing like over half the snaps. He's getting decent amount of targets. Uh, he's looked good in his carries. Like he's looked like a very good player. We knew that coming in. He was going to be a very talented player. We kind of have, uh, not super pumped that he went to Tennessee, but long term, of course, that could be a really good spot for him. Uh, but again, continues to play well. You're not using him right now. But if Derrick Henry ever went down, he's the one I said I was alluding to before, being like, you know, Charbonnet is probably the highest upside handcuff there is. Well, Spears is probably number two. If Henry ever goes down, you're going to be wanting Spears. People are going to be spending like 80, 90% of their fab to try and get him worth spending that like last roster spot on your bench to keep them in case that happens you get a lot of value there and then chuba um like miles sanders is clearly hurt he's clearly limited by the scoring injury my hope is that they just hold him out hold him out for a week or two get him 100 percent, then bring him back if that were to happen obviously you'd have chuba hubbard two weeks in like a really good spot uh but regardless he's getting touches right now um he's not someone you can start for the time being but if Sanders is playing through an injury, it means he can aggravate an injury as well. So I just think there's a potential in the upcoming weeks that Sanders is going to miss time. And that's why we want to be rostering uh, Chuba before that happens. Other running backs that I'd stash or add as like, um, you know, maybe a potential spot start just depending on injury news is Donta Foreman, um, Jeff Wilson, Damari DeMarcado, and then Kendra Miller. Again, None of these are players that when we have like full health are startable. Like when, when the starters are healthy, you can't start these players. But all have an opportunity in the future. I would say Kendra Miller, like there's no one hurt right now. It's just more he's playing really well in these first two games. Um, I think there's a chance that he's the number two ahead of Jamal Williams when Jamal Williams does return. And so if there were an injury to Kamara, Kendra would be the one you want. But for the other three, I mean, Foreman obviously only viable if Herbert is out. But there's also that small chance that, well, what if Herbert's out and Roshan doesn't get clear concussion, concussion protocol? Well, now we have one week. It would only be one week, but we have a week where we'd be able to start Foreman. Uh, and then even if Roshan doesn't get cleared, Herbert's going to miss a few games. Um, if Foreman goes out there and he has 10 carries, is that something that you could potentially use if you're desperate? You had clear Herbert, you need him. You had all these other running backs that are injured and you just need that spot start. Maybe, and so he's someone you could definitely go after. Jeff Wilson, more of an unknown. A-chan should miss a few weeks. We have Jeff Wilson eligible to return. Um, we'll see if he practices this week. We'll see if he can play. Like They really didn't tell us a lot of information about how much time he was going to miss when he did get injured, so we're in the dark here a little bit. But since there's a world where Jeff Wilson does return this week, it's worth rostering him because if he did, he'd pretty clearly be the number two. And we've seen multiple running backs can produce on this team. Obviously not going to put up the numbers that Devon Achan was putting up, but he'd be a viable play. Like if he was starting this week and there was no, you know, snap count, there was no touch limit for him, he'd probably be someone we're starting in the flex in that running back two spot. Uh, and then Demarcado um, kind of depends on, the James Conner injury. I don't want people to go crazy on this one because I think Conner's going to miss time, maybe miss a few weeks. But 
That doesn't mean that the Cardinals are just going to shift to one running back getting the workload that Connor was. My guess is that they activate multiple running backs. They have a two or three running back committee. That these running backs are not as good as James Conner. That James Conner himself was good in fantasy, but wasn't like smashing every single week. So I don't think it's a spot we need to attack like heavily. But if you're in a deeper format, um, Demarcado is an option, definitely, especially in a full PPR, you know, 14 team league. 8, 10-team leagues, you probably just don't need to go there. Even in a 12-team league, the odds you're starting him are still a little bit slim, but I figured I'd mention him. Moving on to wide receiver, definitely not as much because there are fewer injuries there. The number one is obviously the Jefferson injury, so Osborne's available in most leagues, available in like you know 80-90% of leagues. Um, Jefferson's going to miss at least a month. The Vikings will be less pass-heavy, but still very, very pass-heavy. Uh, he's a great short-term option if you need help there, especially if you had lost Justin Jefferson. Um, Addison would obviously be a better add, but I looked at you know availability, and I think it was like 89% of leagues uh, Osborne was available in, and then Addison was like rostered in 80% of leagues. So Addison is probably not out there, but if he is, of course, add him. Um, I would say that Addison would probably be the number two claim behind Roshan if you're out there, but again, he's probably not. Uh, behind Osborne, it's really just uh, Quentin Johnson still and then Josh Downs. We've talked about them before, so we don't need to go too in-depth, uh, but Quentin Johnson should see a nice post-buy rookie bump. Um, he should see his snaps increase, his targets increase moving forward. Again, that doesn't mean he goes out there in the first week after the buy and dominates, but like moving forward, he should be utilized more and more each week. Uh, remains to be seen if he will capitalize on that. He hasn't looked amazing at times, so I don't think he's going to go out there and have, you know, 100 a touchdown every single week, but I think he's going to look better over time. He still brings an element to this passing offense that's very explosive, very high upside. We love that in fantasy, so it's not like we're jamming him into lineups right now, but he's someone that I have stashed in one of my three leagues, and I'm excited about his potential moving forward. And then Downs actually have stashed in the exact same league. Um, I think he's just a really good add, uh, probably more immediate production than Quentin Johnston. Um, we have the injury to Anthony Richardson, which is bad for the offense. They're going to score less. They're not going to be as good of a team. But Minshew was actually targeting Josh Downs a little bit more than Anthony Richardson was. And even if the offense is worse, technically, Richardson takes a lot of carries. Uh, they might be a little bit more run-heavy with him under center. And so we might actually see it be a net positive for downs. If they're going to throw the ball a little bit more and he's going to have a higher target share, well, those are two very positive things for downs. And so someone who's been playing really, really well, um, I think especially in full PPR league, especially in like a 12-team full PPR league, he's a great player to add, a player you could probably spot start moving forward, uh, especially as we rack up these injuries, as bye weeks keep happening, uh, you're going to need your bench. I think he's a really solid option. I actually used him this week because I had like basically a charger stack in one league. Like I had, you know, Eckler, I had Keenan Allen, I had Quentin Johnson, I had to throw Josh Downs in there, and he actually did really well. He had, what, like 6 for 97. At tight end, um, there are three strong options. I think the best one is Logan Thomas. Uh, he's definitely producing a lot more than I expected this season. Last week was a little bit of an outlier because if you watched how Chicago was playing defense there, they were just really trying to take away everything to these wide receivers, and they were just forcing the commanders to funnel all their targets to the running backs and the tight ends. And commanders were like okay we'll, we'll do that and we saw 11 targets for logan thomas um through week five he ranks seventh in expected points per game seventh 
in actual points per game as well. Again, I think he's a top 10 available in your league. Uh, then Luke Musgrave, the results haven't been like fantastic, but he returns from concussion last week, plays 69% of the snaps. He's their clear tight end one right now. Uh, he was second on the team with seven targets last week. Um, still hasn't found the end zone yet. Again, hasn't been amazing in fantasy, but the role is pretty solid. Um, could have a really nice close to the year. I don't think he's someone you're picking up in eight or 10 team league right now. And even a 12 team league, you don't necessarily need to be starting him every week, but if you want to roster that second tight end, I think he is a good option. I think to, to end the year, he could be really solid. And then John Smith, a huge surprise. Um, he's actually sixth in among tight ends and expected points per game. And he followed up his best receiving yards of his career a week ago with his fourth fourth most of his career. Like, he's just been playing really well recently. He has started counts of 6, 8, 6, and 7 since week 2. He ranks second among all tight ends in receiving yards per game since week 2. Like, he's just been playing really well. They're getting him the looks. They did mention that, you know, Kyle Pitts is still not 100% from the injury. But honestly, they both played great last week. They both had a lot of targets, a good amount of yards, and so... Maybe they can both coexist. I don't think Johnu Smith is going to be a long-term option, but if you're struggling at tight end right now and you really need someone to just produce something, I mean, Johnu Smith's getting six to eight targets every single week. That's not bad at the tight end position. At quarterback, four streaming options this week. Top option in my eyes is Matthew Stafford. He gets cut back last week, and so this offense is going to be pretty good moving forward. Gets a home matchup with the Cardinals. That's awesome. Uh, Sam Howell, another option. Fourth among quarterbacks in pass attempts right now. Uh, and while he does get a tougher matchup with the Falcons, uh, the thing with Howell when he just like falls apart is that his offensive line can't block anyone. And so he's getting sacked every single player. He's under pressure every play. Well, uh, the Falcons are tied for last with the Giants at only one sack per game. So they're not creating a lot of pressure. Um, if Howell has a better pocket, if he has a little bit more time, and he's going to maintain having, you know, top four and pass attempts, like he's going to have a relatively high ceiling each week. Uh, the results have not been there for McLaurin, for Dotson. I think that is partially to blame for like the offensive line struggling so much as not being able to block. If those two can keep getting open, but they have a little bit more time, Sam Howell could have a pretty good game. Uh, then Young at the Dolphins and then Minshew at the Jaguars, lower end options. I don't think many of you need to go to those two, but if you had Anthony Richardson and you need someone, if you're in a deeper format, I mean, the Dolphins are going to put up a million points. We've seen them trust Bryce Young to throw the ball. He could throw the ball 45 times this week, coming off a really good game last week. He could capitalize, have another good one this week. And then Minshew would obviously be the easiest one. If you had Richardson, you would just, you know, add Minshew. I don't think Minshew is like a fantastic streaming option, but playing at the Jaguars, similar style there. The Jaguars are an okay defense, not an amazing defense. Um, if you want an easy streaming option to pick up, I mean, he still has a lot of, you know, weapons around him. Talking about Minshew there, obviously. Uh, and then I would expect the Jaguars to pull ahead. That could force Minshew to throw a lot more. And let's be honest, Minshew has been productive in the past in fantasy, and he's one of the better backups in the NFL. So definitely not an awful option. If you had Richardson, you're in a 12-14 team league, you're like, oh my goodness, there's nothing on free agency. Add Minshew, play him till Richardson is back, or at least give him a shot this week, see what happens. Then finally, uh, defense streaming options. Uh, top options this week are the Dolphins at home against the Panthers. I mean, we just talked about Bryce Young, but if Bryce Young is dropping back 45 times, I mean, I don't really care if he throws three touchdowns. He could be sacked a lot. He could have interceptions. You could force defensive touchdowns there. That's what we want fantasy. So Dolphins, I would say the top option on free agency. Then the Chiefs at home versus the Broncos. 
Weird things can happen on Thursday night. This is a Thursday game, but I mean, Chiefs at home versus the Broncos is a really, really good spot. Uh, that's a great one this week. Lions at the Bucks. A little hesitant because Bucks are coming off of their bye, and so everyone's a little bit more healthy. Uh, you've got a little more time to prepare, but you know, Baker is still prone to mistakes. The Lions, obviously, great generating pressure as well, and so they're a good option. And then Falcons versus the Commanders. Talked about how they can't get any sacks right now, but hey, both things are possible. It is possible that the Falcons do absolutely nothing on defense, can't generate pressure, and Sam Howell is a good game, but the reverse is also possible. The Commanders' offensive line is so bad that even a team that's never generating pressure is able to against them. So really, just like whatever outcome you think happens, go for Sam Howell if you think the Falcons do nothing. Go for the Falcons if you think Sam Howell's line can't block anyone. Uh, I would say, though, Miami Kansas City and the Lions are probably the top three options in free agency. I would be fine spending, you know, two to three percent of your fab on them. Uh, it's okay to spend fab on defense. I would never go up super high, but if you want to put a few percent on them, try and get a good one, I'd be fine with that. So that's how free agency is looking in week six. If you want to see my exact weekly rankings, my exact rest of season rankings, exact weekly detailed and season long projections. You can see all that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. We'll be back tomorrow with top trade targets and Thursday with game by game breakdowns. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.